Must show you this. Lickable wallpaper for nursery walls. Lick an orange. It tastes like an orange. Lick a pineapple. It tastes like a pineapple. Go ahead. Try it. Mmm, oh. I got a plum. Grandpa, this banana's fantastic. It tastes so real. Try some more. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Snozberries? Who ever heard of a snozberry? We are the music makers. And we are the dreamers of dreams. Hello and welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies and more. And more. So, I'm not going to be able to see the Harley Quinn movie this weekend. I know. So, we'll probably have to Sad watch face. it this Monday or Tuesday. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway... So I decided to theme this month out mm-hmm. and make it weird movies. Okay. And we got a couple, few suggestions from listeners, mm-hmm. or at least on our Facebook wall. Uh, somebody said, what, Brooklyn Warriors, which I've never heard of. I haven't heard of that one either. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I think we'll do that one this month. Okay. Eraserhead. Eraserhead is weird. The Forbidden Zone. Someone has that one, though, don't they? Oh, it's yeah. on. It's on. It's streaming. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. But today, we start out with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. I like this movie. I like it, too. And I'm not saying weird to the point of you're not going to like the movie. I'm saying it's just oh, a weird no. movie. This yeah. is a weird movie. It's very odd. The director is a man named Mel Stewart. Yes. I don't think he's done anything of note, really, since then. I don't know. A couple TV shows, like Welcome Back, Cotter, and things like that. Okay. But no movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, It stars Gene Wilder, the beloved actor who had passed away about five years ago, four or five years ago. Has it been that long now? Yeah. Jack Albertson. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We know him from Chico and the Man. Yeah. He was the man. (laughs) I don't think I ever got to see that one. No, that was the, uh, what's his name? The guy that died. His son is Freddie Prince. Oh. Uh, he was Chico and Frank Albertson was the man. Oh, okay. It was a comedy. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it uh, probably on CBS because everything urban was on CBS at the time. Yeah. They've and, been a bit uh, progressive. And finally, we'll talk about Peter Ostrom. Mm-hmm. He played little Charlie Bucket, and that's the only movie he's ever done. Yeah. All right. So this is a musical by Warner Brothers, and we see this, that it's uh, based on a children's novel called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. A guy named Rode Dahl. Rolled Dahl? I think that's how you say it. I think that's how name. you say it. He also wrote James and the Giant Peach, the BFG... The Fantastic Mr. Fox, Matilda. So, so mostly children's stories. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he was alive during this. During the making of this movie? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, he went to the premiere, and he swears he's never seen the movie. Or he did. Did he? So he, he didn't say he liked it or disliked it. He disliked it. Oh, okay. He said he accidentally turned on the TV one day and saw that it was on, and he turned it right off. Jeez. Oh, so, yeah, he just didn't like the movie. Uh, they changed a, a couple key things uh-huh. that he just 
got angry about. It's hard as an artist to see someone take what you've painstakingly created and change things. You know what? I wouldn't care. Thank you for your $500,000. I agree, but some artists are so possessive of their their craft and their what they've created that yeah. they can't stand to see it look at look at you know mary poppins yeah pl travers didn't like that she movie either. hated that movie and that movie is wonderful yeah it's one of my favorites um this is a musical by the way sort of it's got musical numbers uh, in it and it opens up with candy making mm-hmm this was a candy factory in Switzerland. Okay. That was that they had shown this footage. And that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. That could, because this movie is anywhere USA slash Europe. Yeah. I don't know where this place is because people are speaking uh, in British accents. They're speaking in uh, English or American accents. It's just a weird movie. Mm-hmm. It could be anywhere. anywhere. Mm -hmm. It was filmed in Munich. See, I didn't know that. And they chose Munich because it didn't look like anywhere else. Okay. So they kind of wanted you to have a mystery of where it's at. Maybe. Oh. I don't know. Okay. They wanted to give it a storybook look. Okay. And that's what it is. It's a very odd looking town, that's for sure. Yeah. Cobblestone streets. Mm-hmm. cars, all that stuff. So kids are leaving school, mm-hmm. and they immediately go to this candy store. And, oh, the reason why he wrote this book is because where he lived, his school were kind of the guinea pigs for Cadbury. Oh, interesting. So whenever there'd be a new thing Cadbury does, uh-huh. they all got samples and kind of gave reports on it. Interesting. Man, I wish I lived near that kind of... Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> be interesting. So the kids are going to straight to the candy store, and they're all getting candy and everything. And the... What is his name? The candy man. Bill's Candy Shop. Is it Phil? Bill. Bill? Bill with a B. Okay. Bill is a boy. Well, Bill there is singing the Candyman song, mm-hmm. a la Sammy Davis Jr., mm-hmm. um, who wanted to be in the movie, but they didn't want a big star in the movie. Interesting. Yeah. And he would have been the candy store guy. Well, yeah. I mean, he didn't want to be Willy Wonka. Um, other people who did, I'm going to talk about that later, but there's a lot of people who wanted to be Willy Wonka. I would have loved to have seen Sammy Davis Jr. in this I think a lot of people would have. Yeah. This movie did bomb. In fact, I don't really remember any people of color really in this movie. Nope. Sitting here thinking about it. I can't it. think of any yet. Yeah. Well, they live in an all-white place in Europe <laughs> that speaks American. <laughs> but, yeah, he's handing out candy and they're having a good time. No, those kids are paying for this candy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like... Uh, he's just tossing candy out for free. Yeah. And who's not getting free candy? Little Charlie Bucket. It's because he was standing outside. I bet if he would have walked in during that, he would have gotten candy. No, they'd have stopped singing and dancing and they'd all be like, oh, uh, poor kid's here. Oh, I don't think so. We can't have the poor kid. That's what I think. I don't. 
So Charlie looks in in there and he looks pathetic. Yeah. He's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I wish I could have some candy. (laughs) But we find out that Charlie there, he's a paper boy. That's his job. And it was his first day. Was it his first day? Well, not his first day, but first first payday. So it's probably his first week. Yeah. And he goes around and he just throws papers at people and He's pretty good at it. Yeah. And uh, he passes the Willy Wonka's factory. And he stops and he kind of lingers for a minute. And then this guy with a cart full of butcher knives and shears and weird stuff stuff, uh, comes up, says some ominous things. He says, no one ever gets in and no one ever comes out. So this is where, you know, the movie starts and it feels all light and happy and the music is happy. And then immediately during the scene, the music starts to get real ominous yeah and, and, you're and like, the mood is, is this... also dark yeah and it's like is this a horror film this is yeah <laughs> this is a low-key horror movie this is saw kid edition yeah yeah so yeah i say creepy man is creepy yes and he finally gets home and you see what his four grandparents grandpa george your grandma georgina Grandma Josephine and Grandpa, and Grandpa Joe. They've been in bed for 20 years. Yeah. It said bedridden for 20 years. Yeah. So their home, by the way, when they show the house, it is a shack. Yeah, it's a big room with a kitchen. What's weird, though, is from outside, it looks like there's there's only one room. Yeah. And then but there's a loft you, upstairs. Yeah. But when you look inside there's other rooms so i was like maybe it's just tv magic or something i don't know maybe but yeah they're dirt poor right and i put down charlie's family is dirt poor oh that's funny yeah they they do manage to have like a five inch tv though yeah and they watch the news and uh and they go to sleep so, it's Charlie's payday, as you mm-hmm. said, and he has a giant loaf of bread that he got, and they think he stole it, but he's like, relax, I paid for this. That is an awesome lo- looking loaf of bread, yeah. by the way. I want that bread. Um, Charlie's mom says, oh, we'll have a feast tonight. I know, and your, your yeah. heart little breaks a little bit. <laughs> and, and, and Charlie gives his Grandpa Joe a couple coins, and yeah. he says, you, he, this is for your tobacco. He's going to buy it now. And it's like, oh. And so Grandpa Joe's like, no, you keep it. I'm going to give it up. Yeah. And Charlie, the the biggest takeaway you can take from Charlie is that he is the nicest child on the planet. Right. Right. I, I put down right here that Charlie shows his generosity. Yes. We, we hear Grandpa Joe talk about Wonka. Yeah. And that he had worked in the factory mm-hmm. before they closed it off to everybody. So and they had spies. That's yes. why he closed it off. And Wonka moved somewhere or left the city. Yeah, nobody really knew what happened to Wonka. And then a couple yeah. years later, the the smokestacks started working, and the factory was coming, and they and then suddenly chocolates were coming out of there like like no tomorrow. This must be where he went to go get the Oompa Loompas. It, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So it cuts to Charlie in school. And these cuts are hard cuts. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like, boom. Yeah. Let's go. Boom. Like, we're over oh, here. wow. <laughs> um, 
And his teacher's name is Mr. Turpentine. Okay. And Mr. Turpentine is straight out of a Monty Python skit. Absolutely. He's talking about chemicals in this one and how if you mix these three chemicals just right, uh, it'll it'll have a effect like a on wart cream. Yeah, wart cream. And so he has Charlie come up, they pour, and then boom, smoke. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of commotion outside suddenly. And he gets this kid... He's like, you there, come over here. Tell me what's going on. Like, Willy Wonka's giving a lifetime supply of chocolate. Well, no, he said he's opening his factory. And he goes, class dismissed. And then the kid goes, but it's only to five people. And he goes, class undismissed. Yeah. (laughs) And and he says, but they're in these chocolate bars. There's these five tickets in five different Wonka Mm -hmm. bars. Class re-dismissed. And I'm like, is this how school works? It is. Because that's not a thing. In imaginary America yes. Europe. <laughs> yes. And and I put down here chocolate craze because I don't think in any era we've had people just worship chocolate this way. No. In mass. No. I mean, I know people that just oh adore yeah. chocolate until they're going to die. Yes. But that's it. But uh, the first ticket's found in uh, Dusseldorf, Germany, or wherever. Yes. And Augustus Gloop. Yes, his name is Augustus Gloop. He's a young man, and let's talk about Augustus Gloop for a second. He's a glutton. He is. Um, the actor himself could not speak English. Yes. He was fed his lines. Mm-hmm. He learned English much later, but he felt a little alienated because mm-hmm. the movie was shot in Munich and he only lived 15 miles away. Yeah, he lived so close, so he just drove He'd dress every day. at home yeah. and he'd come to the set. Mm-hmm. Everybody else had, like, a hotel that they stayed in. And that and, was that. And, you know, the other kids all spoke English. Mm-hmm. And so they communicated well. Uh, I think Mike TV also felt felt a little alienated because he was slightly younger. He was the youngest. Yeah. And the others were about the same age. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just this kind of a weird dynamic. But mm-hmm. anyway, Augustus Gloop, he's eating knockwurst, which I guess the actor hated. So that's why he had kind of a sour look oh, on his face. Oh, funny. And is they give the microphone to his dad for a second, and his dad like bites off the head of the microphone yeah, and, eats and just it. eats it. That's so gross. I mean, they're just all like gluttonous, eating and eating and eating, and they're all fat, whatever. So we see this guy with a scar on his face mm-hmm. whisper something in Augustus Gloop's ear, and then we cut to Charlie's birthday. Yeah, he gets a scarf, and they chip in and buy him a Wonka bar. I know. It was so sweet. Yeah. Uh, he, he like, is turned away from them mm-hmm. to open it. And then he pretends that he's like, hey, I got it. And they're like, really? And he's like, no. Yeah. And I was like, Another Ugh. sad sack Charlie. Poor Charlie. He wants it so yeah. bad. And, you know, you and I both grew up uh, underprivileged. Grew up dirt poor. Yeah. And so we both knew what it was like to want something that we knew we couldn't get yeah 
we're like, oh, we really want that. And we we mm-hmm. pine for it, you know. So we kind of relate to Charlie a little bit. A lot, I don't, actually. I don't think I was nearly as um, pathetic. Oh, I was. As, as Charlie. Because I just wasn't. When, when I'd have birthdays and Christmas, oh. I'd get clothes and shoes. Yeah. Because nobody wanted to get me anything fun. Mm-hmm. They're like, we need to give you something practical. Yeah. And it's like, he's still a kid. Yeah. That's why I have toys now. <laughs> I mean. I always wanted new clothes. I always got the hand-me-downs. I'd get bags and bags of hand-me-downs, which there were really good clothes in there, but I really wanted to go to Sears or JCPenney and, you know, we couldn't. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, he gets that. And then he, Charlie again shows his generosity by sharing the chocolate with his family. And and they all say no. Let him eat it, which it shows that... The generosity, even though they're so poor, the entire family has this generosity gene that they have instilled in Charlie. Yeah. We cut to a factory. Yes. And it's a factory of nut shuckers is what I called it. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they just shell nuts, basically. Uh-huh. Um, but now they're shelling tons and tons of Wonka bars. So if you looked at how much, I think... Yeah, he said they're shelling 19,000 bars an hour. Yeah. Holy crap, that's a lot of money. I know. He's wasting all of his money on this little Ivanka Trump. <laughs> but I'm like, what a waste. What a waste of yeah. chocolate. Um, Veruca is just a spoiled brat. She's a she greedy little punk. Is. She doesn't care about people. Mm. She just wants stuff. Yeah. She's the opposite of Charlie Bucket. And uh, the actress said that they, when she got the part, her and her mother were living in a home. They were basically homeless. Yeah. And she had no idea how to relate to a Veruca Salt type. Yeah. She She's the, also the only one that really went on to act in anything. She yes. acted all the way up until 2013 was her last credit. Oh, okay. So uh, I think she said in a documentary that we watched that she was the youngest nude on television in the UK at the time. No, she was the earliest nude. Oh, oh. Uh, as far as hours, like she was on at seven o'clock nude. <gasps> oh, okay. Um, and then, okay, so she's thirteen in this movie, but she was twenty-one oh, when she, she did, did the this nude, nude scene. Okay, she looked really young. Yeah, she still does. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's a little wrinkly, but she's still <laughs> short and kind of young looking. Yes. But yeah, she's, they, she, her dad says, there'll be a one pound bonus or raise in your check if you find the golden ticket. And so I had to look this up. Uh-huh. And this one pound bonus would have been, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Oh, wow. Uh, To today's standards. Yeah. So like. $12,000. Oh, man, so, there must be a lot of money in nuts back then. Yeah. There's a lot of money in nuts. <laughs> so, soon after that's announced, one of the workers finds it. Yes. And following her up the stairs. Leading is, her up the oh, stairs. Oh, okay, yeah. Leading her up the stairs is the scarred man. Yep. And as soon as she gets her ticket, the the man whispers something in Veruca Salt's ear. It's kind of funny how he just happens to be there. There's a theory. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Next, we're going to this computer. 
That well, is going to locate the next bar of chocolate? Actually, uh, yes. But what's funny is between some of these cutscenes is newsreels. Yes. And so during between this one and the computer scene, there's a newsreel that's like showing all these candy shops says, don't ask for Wonkas. Right. <laughs> People are just out. Yeah. So this guy says, I'm going to ask the computer where this, where the next three Wonka bars are. Yeah, because he's created some kind of probability machine. And it says, I wouldn't tell you that. That would be cheating. And he says, I will share with the computer (laughs) the lifetime supply of chocolate. And it comes back with, what would I do with a lifetime supply of chocolate? I'm a computer. (laughs) And he says... And now I'm going to tell exactly what I will do or what it can do. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's like little Monty Python skits yes. just peppered mm-hmm. through. Next, we come to Montana. Yep, Montana. Mm-hmm. And Miss Violet Beauregard. She is gross. Yeah, she is gross. Now, I chewed my fair amount of gum. Yeah. And. Looking back at it today, it probably was gross habit of mine because I would. I would chew an entire pack of gum. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. I don't know why I did it, but I would get rid of it once the flavor was gone. Mm-hmm. This girl says she's been chewing. She's trying to break same... a record. You can't break a record if you take it out of your mouth. Yeah, you can. I don't believe that. Yeah, it's so, the same same piece of gum. It is disgusting. Her dad's a car dealer, so yep. he he tries to take over the interview to sell cars. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to news anchors, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And so the creepy man is there mm-hmm. and he whispers something in Violet's ear. Yep. So, yeah, Charlie's worried he's never going to get the ticket. Yes. He's whining to his mom. Uh-huh. And she We says, see her job and it, it yeah, looks she's, terrible. She just washes clothes. Mm-hmm. But Charlie's like, I'm never going to win. Nothing ever good's going to ever happen to me. And she's like... Oh, come on. Something will come up Cheer one up, day. Charlie. Yeah, and it goes into this song called Cheer Up, Charlie. I found out that most televised versions of this movie usually cut this out. Really? Yep. I like the song. It usually, he's ca- talking to his mom. Uh-huh. And then he turns around, walks out the door, and then they cut to commercial. And then when they cut back, it's Mike TV won the fourth ticket. You're kidding. Nope. Why? Any clue? Because it slows the whole movie well, down. Well, it does slow the movie down a little it's bit. It's like, here we are at a good pace then. Cheer up, Charlie. It's like, oh. <sighs> I, I, like, I don't like it. I like some of it. It, do, it does last way longer than it, I think it should. Yeah, and it's like, they, they cut from the mother singing out the door to mm-hmm. uh, Charlie walking around constipated he he looks he has his facial expression like he is in dire fear yeah it's like he's never walked the street at night yeah you know he has yeah absolutely you know he has but he's not moving his arms no he's just stiff he looks weird yeah um maybe this is why he's never done acting i was just thinking the same thing because when we saw him also in that interview He's got such a weird disposition yeah. that I'm sure that it was, he probably couldn't play a very big range of roles. Probably not. 
Um, Which isn't bad. So Mike TV wins the fourth ticket. He lives in Arizona. Yep. And he's big on to watching TV. He wants to be a cowboy so uh, yeah. bad. He's wearing the cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. He's got the little cap pistols. Yes. And... <laughs> Oh, one of the uh, one of the reporters who isn't seen on the screen uh-huh. is also the one w- the woman who is uh, has her husband that is kidnapped in another scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, found that's that odd. But I met this guy uh-huh. in 1997 or 1998. Yeah. Basically, it was him standing up against a wall talking to all about. I'd say six people and talking about how it was the greatest experience of his life. And he loved it every second of it. And he wishes he could have been that kid forever and all this stuff. I'm sitting there listening to him and going, oh, my God, this guy is pathetic. Oh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it is. I'm sure he's had a good life. He's bald on top. Um, He was a troublemaker in this film. So... What what we saw in that documentary, they were sitting with Gene Wilder, and he's sitting on the steps, and the the reporter is asking Gene Wilder, "How do you how did you like filming the movie? He or how did you like the kids?" He goes, "There were four really good kids, and one I wanted to shoot right in the head," <gasps> and that's true. <laughs> in um. The two two of the people did a memoir, and then Gene Wilder. I think he had written something, but they all say that Paris was the worst kid. Really? Yeah. Well, he was also the youngest. Yes, there's like a bell jar with uh, supposedly honeybees uh-huh. surrounding this honeycomb, but it's not honeybees; they're wasps. Oh. And he lifted up the jar. A wasp came out and stung him on the face. <gasps> Ow. Yeah. Karma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we see this scary guy whisper something in Mike's ear. Um, somehow Joe got a Wonka bar. Did he leave the bed? No one knows how he got this Wonka bar. Do well, they deliver? Was it Bite Squad? I, I wonder if they had somebody that came and checked on him through the day or if he just had the mother get it Maybe. during the day. But he uses his tobacco money to buy... Uh, Another Wonka bar for yes. Charlie. And there's nothing in it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a really sweet scene. Yeah. Um, Because Joe desperately wants this for, for Charlie. And it you you really feel like they have a familial relationship. Yeah. So that really goes to show how well the, the actor did playing his part. Right. And it's kind of sad, you know, they hug each other. And, and Charlie's like, I'll bet that, that gold paper just makes the chocolate taste bad. Yeah. And you're like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Little Charlie Downer. <laughs> so there's an auction going on. They have the last box of Wonka bars. Yeah. And they're saying 5,000, 10,000. 20,000, 100,000, your majesty. Uh-huh. So the queen of <laughs> she England. Gets her, yeah, she gets her box of her. chocolate. They cut to this detective scene. <laughs> and this woman is, her husband, Harold, has been taken away. She just wants Harold back. Yeah, she just wants Harold back. She'll so, do anything, she says. Yeah. So the phone rings, cop answers. He's like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Ma'am, they're willing to give you back your husband. 
Name the price. Anything. They want your case of Wonka bars. Pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. Ma'am, did you hear me? I'm thinking. No. How, how long will they let me oh, yeah. think about it? And I'm like, why do you still have unopened bars? Right. It doesn't take that long to open the chocolate. But you will need to savor it. I can't imagine you're on this mad hunt for this this ticket. Yeah. That you wouldn't open them all. Right. And then stick them in the freezer. Probably not. Uh, I, I call know. BS. So Charlie is crushed at this moment, too, because someone has found the fifth and final ticket. Some millionaire. Some, yeah, casino owner in uh, uh, New Jersey. His Paraguay. name is Donald Trump. And... Uh, some he guy in Paraguay. Way into it, and it <laughs> fell. He fell backwards into this stupid <laughs> life of his. All right, yeah. So it's some guy from Paraguay. This is the most recent photo we know of him. Is yeah. what they said. So he's like a crime boss. Let's just say it. he's a crime <laughs> boss. And Charlie's crushed. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about this part because it's just not really relevant because we all know what happens. Yes. But uh, um, they cut to class and Mr. Turpentine's sitting in his desk and he says, uh, the the quiz we're, we were supposed to take on Friday, we're now going to take on Monday before you learned anything, but it's Tuesday, so none of that matters anyway. Yeah, I'm like, And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and they're talking about math today. Yeah, they're talking about percentages. Yes. So how many... Uh, out of a thousand Wonka bars, how many did you open? Little Mary Suzette, you know, and, and she says a hundred. And he goes, oh, that's really easy. There's ten hundreds in in a thousand. So that's ten percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many did you get? A hundred and fifty. Oh, well, that's a hundred and fifty. So that's fifteen percent. You see what I'm doing, kids? I'm just making percentages. How many did you do? How many did you do, Charlie? Two. Well, two hundred. That's it. No, no, no. Just two. What? He's like, Are you well, daft? I, he's like, well, I can't figure that out. Yes, so we're just going to pretend it's 200. And I was like, you're a terrible teacher. He's the worst teacher. <laughs> uh, so the fifth ticket is found out to be phony. And Charlie's yes. Charlie had already gone to the candy store. Yeah. Yeah, he, he found he found, found uh, yeah, a coin in, a coin, in, yeah. in uh, the sewer drain area that specific kind of coin i guess has been minted since like 1817 oh really and it's still being minted to this day oh so he goes into the candy store and he still thinks that the one yes yeah he doesn't know the candy candy store owner goes you gotta pay me well, because he gave him, mm-hmm. you know, the the candy, and he immediately starts downing, wolfing it down. And I'm like, dude, you were gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Ostrom here, uh, the kid that played Charlie, said that all the chocolate was that they eat. It was shipped from America. Oh, to go to Munich. Okay. And so by the time it got to them, it was quite stale. Oh, yuck. Yeah. So they didn't like really the chocolate. Yeah. I bet it turned them off from sweets. Yeah. Most of the Wonka bars were just blocks of wood that were wrapped. Oh, that makes sense. So he starts to leave and he goes, oh, I'll just buy another one. Yeah. Here's where I think the candy man is an evil person. (gasps) Because he takes money from the poor kid. Uh Uh-huh. But when all the little rich kids at the beginning of the movie, oh, it's just a party. 
and they're just throwing candy out and you can have all this candy because you're rich. My theory, my rule. <laughs> so if we if we step back though and look at the earlier scene, after the song is done, he starts handing out stuff and getting money. So I don't think so. Yes, he does. Nope. Yes, he does. And he doesn't know Charlie Bucket is a poor little urchin. Everybody knows Charlie Bucket in this town. <laughs> so, so he he goes out yeah. and he sees all this commotion at the newsstand mm-hmm. and they're like, it's a fraud. And so he gets this little glimmer of hope in his little itty bitty heart. Yeah. And he turns around and he opens it really slow and he's got the golden ticket. Yep. And then the scariest thing ever that would probably happen they to him. They just grab him and mob, mob him. Mob him. But they don't take it away from him. No. They, his boss tells him to put it in his pocket and run home. Yeah. Like today he'd have got the crap kicked out of him yep. and those adults would have stole that ticket from him. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's exactly what today's world is. Stealing chocolate from kids. <laughs> so Charlie runs home and who meets him in the alleyway but the scarred man. And we find out that his name is Slugworth and that he wants an everlasting gobstopper to uh, to ruin Willy Wonka. And he'll give him 10,000 pounds. Yep. Which is more money than his family has probably seen in generations. Probably. So... Charlie gets home and he goes, I got the ticket. I got it. I got the ticket. And everybody looks at him and goes, you liar. That's what they do. No. They, uh, he gets home and, you know, they're like, you're joking. No, they think he's lying. Well, yeah, they, they said you're joking though. Yeah. And he shows it to him yep it's there it's mr willy wonka's name is right there on the ticket Mm -hmm. so obviously that's not a forgery too and then the most quotation miraculous thing happens he asked grandpa joe to go with him Mm -hmm. and grandpa joe who has supposedly been bedridden for 20 years gets up and does a song and dance number yep and it's the best song in the whole movie. It is. <laughs> well, uh, actually, no, it's not. We learned two things with this song. One, Grandpa Joe, his legs work. Two, and he's selfish. Yeah. Two, <laughs> Charlie Bucket cannot sing. No. Yeah. He is off key this whole movie. Yeah. And uh, what else? The, the song is, I've got a golden ticket. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, Grandpa Joe, you don't have a golden ticket. Charlie has a golden ticket. Right. Here's another funny part about this scene. So you and I talked about the Grandpa George. Yes. And how he was blind because of something that happened to him in World War One. Yeah, he had gotten poison gassed. Yeah. So they had to lead him around by using a red dot. Yeah. Look at this side. Look over there. Uh-huh. So he would only be following a red dot. He has no lines in the movie. However... When they're doing this song and dance number, he has to sit in the bed with the older ladies and they have to go under the bed for a scene Mm -hmm. while Grandpa George's shoes were there. The actor's shoes were there. And so they just wanted to move the shoes. He protested. He got those shoes during World War II and they're his favorite shoes and he's not going to let them out of his sight. Oh, weird. So this scene probably was 
taken because they did eventually get the shot and they convinced him that they're not stealing his shoes. Oh. (laughs) So, but it took hours, I guess. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. I'm just saying like they just for a half a second scene. Yeah. And I thought it was odd that there were shoes underneath the bed. Well, they they eventually were going to get up and walk away. No, they weren't. They've no. been bed if you've been bedridden <laughs> for 20 years, you have no muscle mass. You're not going to well, just you, get your up legs and walk. Atrophy. Yeah, you're not going to get up and walk. Yeah. Which uh, means that this poor mother and son have had to clean up chamber pots for four elderly people. Yeah. For years. No wonder she doesn't feed them. (laughs) So supposedly Charlie's mom says, oh, this says October 1st. That's tomorrow. So we know it happens on October 1st. Yes. 1970. Whatever. Yeah. And so they go there the next day. There's like a band playing. And... I, I guess maybe a popcorn vendor or something. Yeah, it's it's like it's a like carnival a kind of sitting outside waiting. And they're waiting for Wonka to show up. And the doors open at a specific time. Can't remember what time it was. And out limps this man in a crushed velvet suit. Very purple suit yeah. jacket. And he's limping out and limping out. He's got a cane. Yeah. And eventually the cane... Gets stuck in one of the stones, and then he falls forward, does a somersault, and stands up, and everybody cheers. Yeah, I'm like, that's not odd, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, Gene Wilder, let's let's talk for a second about Gene mm-hmm. Wilder. He did this movie before he was really famous, right? Where he, when he auditioned in front of the director, he left and walked out the door towards the hallway and the director chased him up there and says, you got the part. It's yours. Wow. Who else wanted this role though? Every single one of the Monty Pythons wanted this role. Oh, I could see that. Peter Sellers wanted this role. Mm-hmm. He begged Roald Dahl for this role. Oh. Um, One of the producers wanted somebody else and I've never heard of him. So we're just never going to make mention right. his name. And they, Settled on Gene Wilder before negotiating with Gene Wilder. (laughs) So, needless to say, there was a little bit of tension, but Uh it got smoothed out because Gene Wilder's a nice guy and he's liked by a lot of people at this point. A couple years later, he does a movie called Everything You Wanted to Know About Sex But Were Too Afraid to Ask. Mm -hmm. And uh, he thought it ruined his career. Oh, because he does a scene. There is a series of vignettes about sexual kinks. Mm-hmm. And he does a scene where it's him and a sheep. Oh, God. They don't show him having sex. Right. Okay. It's him hugging the sheep, you know, uh. sleeping in the same bed with the sheep. <laughs> it sounds funny. Going to a psychiatrist with the sheep, you know, <laughs> things like that. Uh-huh. And he thought he was ruined after that because that movie tanked and people roasted him oh wow so the next movie he does is blazing saddles okay and he's off to the races right he he had a very successful movie career 
before this, his biggest credit was The Producers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Another Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, yeah. So he's known. He won an Academy Award or was nominated for an Academy Award. Grandpa Joe, he won the Best Supporting Role in, in the same year. Mm. They were both nominated. Mm-hmm. So they're working together. It's interesting. So this scene where he walks out mm-hmm. and everything, didn't he request this yes. specifically or he wouldn't do the movie? Yes. Okay. So it's a little weird, but yeah, he did. And But the reason was is because it just... It shows the audience that you can't trust anything that this guy says. Which, just seeing everything else makes sense, too. Right. Be like, I don't know what this guy's about. So he he leads the children and their parents. He takes each ticket, you know. Yep. Each each of the the two girls are with uh, their male fathers. Yes. The two boys are with their mothers, Mm -hmm. and Charlie is with his grandfather. Yes. Interesting. It is interesting. He's the only male with another male. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It is weird. Uh, They go up to this thing, and it's like these hands reaching out, Mm -hmm. and they're told to hang their coats on there, so it's like, okay, that's weird, and they go to do that, but the hands grab them. Yeah. And those hands were spray-painted hands. Oh, okay. And they were the carpenters that built the set. <laughs> so they that's, got to be in the movie. That's kind of fun. I always thought that that kind of reminded me of The Wizard of Oz. Like something you'd see in The Wizard of Oz. A little. Yeah. So the kids need to sign this contract. Yes. And the words start out really big and they go down to microscopic mm-hmm. near the end. But they're going to sign it anyway, even though... Uh, Mr. Uh, Beauregard says, don't sign a contract. Contracts are for suckers. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I forget what Wonka says. Wonka just blurts out uh, phrases He, he and says, uh, I think he said never between friends. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you're not trying to sw- swindle us, are you? Never between friends. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> something. And so they all sign and they have to go down this hallway so they go into this room. It's like a trapezoid kind of yeah. shape. They go in there and there's no way out on the other side. Yeah. And Wonka comes in. He's like, what are you talking about? There's no way out. And they're all, he's like, he goes from one side to the other. Yeah. Back. And then he goes back to the door yeah. that they came in. And they're like, what are you trying to pull on us? That's the way we came in. He goes, are you sure? And he opens the door. And of course, it's another hallway. Mm-hmm. And he, he walks down and they're like. Nobody can fit through that door. I mean, it's so <laughs> tiny. It's a musical lock. Yes. And Mrs. TV mm-hmm. says, that's Rachmaninoff. Yeah. You know what it is? What? Not Rachmaninoff. <laughs> I, I had a feeling it wasn't. It's it's uh, The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like... Whatever. <laughs> so when she she looks back at Mr. Salt and says, Rachmaninoff. Yeah. And, and he kind of gives her this weird look. Yeah. And it's because he's like, no, it ain't. That's great. So I like that, too. And they open the door. And for the first time, the children see the chocolate room. Yes. The actual actors. Yes. Get to see this for the first time. And 
the children were told to follow Mr. Wilder down the stairs. So they were all looking up at him, seeing what he was going to yes. do. And Gene Wilder being an improv actor mm-hmm. and comedian would wave this cane of his to and fro. Yes. Well, he hit Paris in the kneecap. He probably um, wanted to do that one. He hit, <laughs> he hit the girl that played Veruca Salt. Yes. Um, at one point, and you can actually see her get hit and then go, oh, oh, you know. But then he's like, go play. Yes. And all, almost everything here was edible. Yeah. I want those gummy bears. <laughs> they're they're like gummy babies. They're like big old gummy I babies. I know. They're like half my size. It's would amazing. You, would you like a jelly baby? <laughs> they're eating candy. Um, they would walk. Wonka would walk by and hit something in the tree and a bunch of gumballs would drop. And yeah, it was really Mike cool. Of course, Mike TV grabs them all and he puts them all in his pocket. Veruca Salt is like just digging into this mushroom full of cream and just spreading it all over her face. And she cracks open a uh, a big old ball and that's full of chocolate. So she's just gobbling and that up. And she doesn't look happy about it. No, because she did not want to get messy. Well, also, I thought I heard that the actress didn't like chocolate. Oh, yeah. She despised chocolate yeah, at the time. Yeah, so having to redo that scene probably was torture. The most impressive thing thing in the room is the chocolate river yes with a waterfall yes um but during this scene first of all he's singing pure imagination it's a very beautiful song this is actually the best song of the whole and movie. you mentioned the teacup right yes i love the teacup. so at the end he's he pulls this teacup from a tree and he's drinking this stuff and he takes a bite of it it was made of wax not candy wax Wax. Oh, actual wax? Yes. Oh, no. And so after he got done singing the song and they cut away from it, or they said cut, uh-huh. he immediately spit it out. I can't believe they didn't make that out of a candy wax. Well, I like don't a wax know if there lip. was candy wax in the 1970s. There was wax lips back then, I'm sure of I it. I don't know. The 80s didn't imagine that monstrosity of candy. <laughs> So the chocolate river was made with real cream, real sugar, real chocolate, and a lot of water. Interesting. It stank up to high heaven because the milk had spoiled. (gasps) Oh, no. So these kids, the the room smelled. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. But here we got, uh, we see the Oompa Loompas for the first time. Mm -hmm. They're mixing... The, the stuff into the water mm-hmm. or the, the river. And then we see Augustus drinking from the river. Yes. And then he falls in. And of course, the mother says, get help. He goes, help, police, murder. Ah, no, I love this. But he said murder. Yeah. So when he runs over to Augustus mm-hmm. as he's uh, before he falls in, I almost... I must have imagined it because I always thought he kind of pushed him. No, he didn't. But he didn't. No. You know, when when you really watch close, you're like, oh, he just barely missed him, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> and so he gets stuck in a pipe. Yep. And they they watch him. They explain like, it like this is how a gun fires. Yeah. And a lot of pressure is being built up. And, of course, he shoots straight up. Mm-hmm. The end of Augustus. 
And they're like, he, he'll be turned into something, I'm sure. Madam, that's impossible. He's going to the fudge room. Yeah. <laughs> so Augustus Gloop either drowns, dies, or gets baked into fudge. He's dead. We just don't see it on camera. And then we have our first Oompa Loompa song. Yes. This is where the movie gets really bizarre. Yeah. I I read an article about it today and where somebody said that it was a psychedelic children's fantasy. That's that's what they really call this movie. Good uh good way of describing this. Yeah. And the song that the Oompa Loompas sing is about how eating in moderation is fine, but gluttony is not. Mm-hmm. You should really rethink your lifestyle choices. Don't right. eat too much. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, all of their songs are morality songs. Yes. And then uh, Wonka introduces them to the Wonkatania. Mm-hmm. With exactly as many seats as they needed yes. for the remaining people. Uh-huh. How so did he, they know? He knew someone <laughs> was going to die here. Are you saying that Wonka is a murderer? Yes. <laughs> so this boat ride, the first time I saw this, I was like, what in the heck am I watching? Yeah. Yeah. Because it starts off okay. Mm-hmm. And then the, the tunnel's kind of dark. And he's like... There's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are rowing. Mr. Salt sings a little bit of the lines, too. (laughs) He's like, you're mad. (laughs) And then he goes on this rant. Now, this rant is not scripted. Oh, really? Right. Ah. They're going faster and faster and faster and faster. And then he starts saying a lot of, like, stuff. And at the end, he screams at the top of his lungs. Mm-hmm. All the while, images are being shown on the wall next to them. Which are gross. Um, one is a man with a millipede just crawling on his yes. face. That is uh, the director's friend, and he was the only one that uh, that the director knew he would do that scene. That's hilarious. Others are pulled from other movies, mm-hmm. so it's stock footage from other movies. Uh, we see a chicken get its head cut off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's terrifying stuff for, especially if you're a child. Little kids yes. should not watch this rated G movie. <laughs> there and, was... and I call it the Tunnel to Hell Nightmare Fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a funny scene right before the uh, writers, they're getting started because Wonka's facing them. Mm-hmm. Somebody said something about spitting and... Violets, as she's picking her nose, goes spitting is a filthy habit. And Wonka is staring at her and goes, I know something worse. Yeah. (laughs) Also, the Oompa Loompa that is uh, steering this boat thought he was actually steering the boat. The boat was actually on rails, but they didn't want to tell him that he wasn't steering the boat. I know. Isn't that kind of sweet, though? It's weird. Yeah. So they get off the Wonkatania. Yes. And they're at the inventing room. Now, the inventing room, he explains in German what the inventing room is. Mm-hmm. And so there's no subtitles. I don't know what he says. But at the end, he says, der inventing room. Yes. So there you go. 
This room is a disaster zone. Yeah, it's, it looks it's like nasty. trash heap. You see, you see uh, a lot of machines doing a lot of busy work. Mm-hmm. Not really doing anything. This is where you see the uh, the honeycomb. And oh, the okay. Uh, Mike TV at one point puts something in his mouth and it explodes. Yes. Exploding candy. It's for your enemies. It's just not powerful enough yet. He goes over to another tank and he puts his hand in it. And he's like, oh my gosh. And he's like, oh, is it too hot there? And he's like, no, it's too cold. And he gets a coat yeah. and just stuffs it in there and piles it down. He puts a shoe in something else. He goes, it needs a little kick. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where he's on a bicycle, a stationary bicycle, and it's mixing something at the end. He's singing, in springtime, the little, little, mm-hmm. little time. The only reason why he was on that uh-huh. is because they built the bike for an Oompa Loompa to ride it, and they realized that their legs couldn't touch the <gasps> pedals, so he had to do it. So he explains uh, the the process for the inventing room is 93% perspiration, 6% electricity, 4% evaporation, and 2% butterscotch ripple. Yeah. And they're like, that's 110%. And he takes a little drink. He goes, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> He's got all kinds of butterscotch in that scene, too. Yeah. Butter something. Mm-hmm. Butterscotch, butter ripple, buttercream, butter beer. Yeah. No, not butter beer. And this is where we get to see the everlasting gobstoppers. Yes. There are these QB things that i wouldn't put in my mouth it would cut the crap out of my mouth they remind me of a toy that came out in the 90s yeah that was like a jump ball okay it like turned on and jumped around oh yeah 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 Yeah, you remember that thing yeah that's kind of what the shape looks like yeah it's just a weird weird thing yeah and they're supposed to be a candy that never gets smaller yeah it never loses its flavor and it's for children with very little pocket money right so a charlie bucket type yeah and they all get one. Yes. Veruca, for some reason, thinks that Violet got two. And she's like, I want two. Yeah. They're constantly. Can't you nitwit? Yeah. They're constantly bickering with each yeah. other and poking each other in the sides. This is uh, also the room where we have to exit another child because they're oh, making yes. gum. Yes. And this gum is a seven course meal or three course meal. It's a three course meal. So Violet obviously has to eat this gum. And and Wonka says it's not ready yet. Yeah. And so and she like, just selfishly no, yeah. stop. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. I love I love how he's like, just let her do it. Yeah. It's too late. So she's, she's gonna do she it. She starts chewing the gum and they're like, describe it to us. Oh, it's piping hot tomato soup and then roast chicken with all the roast trimming. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then uh, the last course was... Uh, blueberry pie. Blueberry pie. And then she starts turning purple. Yep. And she starts Blue. blowing up like a balloon. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's happening? Violet, you're turning violet, Violet. Yeah. <laughs> how many times... It's like, how many times can you say violet in the same sentence? Right. That's <laughs> kind of comical. So the Oompa Loompas have to take her to the squeezing room. Yes. Or she'll explode. Yes. She doesn't make it. She explodes. <laughs> Just letting everybody know that right now. She is a late violet. <laughs> the Oompa Loompa song is about how chewing gum in moderation is fine. But chewing too much, you look like a cow. Yeah. And then uh, they take her away. 
And then she's gone mm-hmm. forever. And apparently in this scene, the little people mm-hmm. weren't really careful with her. No, she got hurt. She got banged around. Also, she said that when she went back home, it was like a couple hours, you know, ride home. Mm-hmm. She cleaned up. She went to school, but the paint showed back up on her face. Yeah. And so she went and scrubbed it again, and it was fine. And then the paint would just come back onto her face. Yeah. I think she said it was like a 48-hour ordeal or yeah. something. Yeah, something like I was like, could hours. you imagine that? No. <laughs> so she had trouble. Um, the girl who played Violet also did a couple episodes of Archie Bunker. Or oh, All yeah. The Family. She was also in uh, The Brady Bunch once or twice. So she did some acting as a child, but then she grew up and she got married. Then she got divorced, but she had two kids and now she's dead. So great tact there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she just died. Yeah, she died last year. Yeah. So 2019. They go to this room and it's lickable wallpaper. The blueberries taste like blueberries. The raspberries taste like raspberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. At that point... Veruca's like, snozberry. No one's ever heard of a snozberry. And he grabs her face. Yeah. And she's like, her tongue is out. Mm-hmm. And it says the, the famous line, we are the music makers. Yeah, we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams. Yeah. And I was like, what does that have to do with lickable wallpaper? Nothing. It's a great line, but still. Yeah. So they go to this uh, area and, and then they see this uh, fizzy lifting drink. This room's kind of cool. It's yeah. got bubbles everywhere. Bubbles everywhere. There's a fan up at the top. It, the walls are stainless steel. Mm-hmm. And so the tour continues, but Charlie and Grandpa stay behind. Grandpa is the instigator in this. Yeah. Charlie would have kept going. Yeah, maybe. I think so. I don't think he. I don't think Charlie was tempted to do anything until Grandpa Joe was like, "Why don't we taste this?" And it's right. like, dude. Did you not see what happened to the other kids? <laughs> so they take a little drink and this drink is supposed to help you be light as air and mm-hmm. you can float for fun, I guess. Probably, but it's it's not ready yet. Nope. But they take a drink anyway mm-hmm. and they start floating and they're having a good time and they're having too much of a good time. And then they look up and now yeah, there's a fan and they're not getting they're getting closer and closer to the fan. It's freaking them out. They're grabbing the walls. They're like, nothing ever says it's help, too help, slippery. Help, know? help, Mr. Wonka. <laughs> and then Grandpa Joe belches. Yes. And he stops floating. And he's like, Charlie, you got a burp. And yeah. I was like, only yeah. in this movie will you get the longest burp scene ever. Yep. It's a whole bunch of burping all the way down <laughs> to the floor. They get down. They're like, let's never do that again. They yeah. catch up with Willy Wonka, who is, he's already describing the goose that lays the golden eggs. Mm-hmm. He's got, what, three geese up I there? So. And they're yeah. gigantic. And they lay, and they lay gold, gold chocolate, chocolate eggs. eggs. Yep. And, of course, you know, Veruca wants one. Yeah. The the thing is, uh, they have this egg decator. Yes. <laughs> and it's good or bad. If it's good, the Oompa Loompas take the egg, they polish it up. It's on for Easter. Mm-hmm. If it's bad, it goes down into an, uh, a furnace. Right. And so Spoiled Brat Veruca, of course, it's like, I want one of these now. And then we go into this musical number. Don't care how. I want it now. And she destroys everything. Yeah. 
Such a brat. One of, one of the lines in the song is, I want a feast. I want a bean feast. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. It means something in I, upper I, circles, I, I guess. Figure. But it, it made no sense to me. And yeah. it's still, it, it's a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She gets up on one of the egg decators. She falls straight down. Yep. Bad egg. Yep. So She did her own stunt. Yes, and apparently she had to be, like, super stiff mm-hmm. and not move or she'd get bumped this way or hurt this way. And uh, there were men at the bottom to help make sure that she didn't bounce back up. Right. Because the the trap door had to close. Yes. So she could have gotten hurt that way. And right. so apparently uh, she said in an interview that... The thing she was most afraid of was that the men would see her knickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can understand that. I mean, she she's obviously started puberty and, you mm-hmm. know, and that that's a concern. <laughs> it really is. She's going down to the garbage chute. Yes. And uh, the incinerator. Yes. And they're like, oh, incinerator, what are you talking about? Well, maybe not that one today. Maybe that one's Tuesdays. Yes. What day is it? Um, yeah. And so the father... Jumps in after. after. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that seems appropriate. So they both burn to death and they're <laughs> dead. They're dead. You crack me up with that. Okay. And then we, get, a, we get another, another song yeah. about don't be spoiled. Not only that is whose fault is it? Oh, yes. That was great. It totally calls out the mother and father yeah. for for whose fault that child is spoiled. Yeah. And in her in case... It really was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Then they got, get into a Wonka mobile. Which only has enough seats for, for the, the remaining, remaining people. people. Yep. And it's the weirdest scene, too. <laughs> so it's 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 run on ginger beer. and Ginger cola, ginger yeah. beer, ginger whatever. Well, anything that's fizzy, I yeah. guess. And it starts to kind of pop at the seams and there's like foam coming out of it. Apparently that foam was uh, fire extinguisher foam. Ugh. Yeah. It got in their mouths. You just it got know it everywhere. Did. Yeah. And then they go behind this little thing, and they come out and they're all clean. And he, they go, Mister Wonka, what was that? And he says it, and I can't say it, but it's Wonka wash backwards. Yeah. We get to this scene. Okay, so this scene that is the first time I ever saw Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I only saw this scene. My neighbor had HBO. So we'll talk about other movies that I saw <laughs> on HBO during that time. Uh-huh. But I went over to their house to drop something off and they were watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I had no idea what the movie was. It was this white room and they were showing how television works. So I thought it was the electric company. Oh, yeah. Or some other kind of educational television show. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there watching it, and it looks like some of the stuff they showed in my school mm-hmm. um, from the 60s. Because they'd always have these scientific shows yes. in the 60s, and they'd all use the same kind of animation and mm-hmm. weirdness. And I, mean, and I didn't know who Gene Wilder was. I didn't know anybody except for maybe Mike TV's mom, who I thought was somebody from the electric company, maybe, that show. Mm-hmm, I mean... Mm-hmm. I don't know. She just looked familiar. She still looks familiar. I don't know where I've seen yeah. her. Probably on Alice or some show in the 80s. But anyway, they show a Wonka bar. A giant. A giant Wonka, Wonka bar. bar. And then they would shoot it with the camera. 
and it would get into tiny particles in the sky and go over to this other television where they could just take the Wonka bar. It's the most impractical thing in the world. That giant Wonka bar could make 30,000 other Wonka bars. Oh, I know. Well, I think think the thought process was that they could transport it cheaper by doing it this way over waves. But I'm like... It makes no sense. That's a lot of chocolate you're wasting. Yeah. (laughs) So, obviously, Mike TV, being the TV star that he likes... Oh, he's a fanatic. Uh, gets in front of the camera and boom, he is taken over to the screen and he is now one inch tall. Yes. And getting smaller. Yep. And so his mother picks him up, takes him. She she handles this better than any of the other parents. Yeah. And she she picks him up, puts him in her purse, hands her purse to Wonka and is like, what can you do? Right. And he swings that purse around <laughs> a couple times and like... I bet you at this point, Gene Wilder's like, I really wish the kid was actually in this bag. <laughs> but he hands it to the Oompa Loompas, take it to the taffy pulling room. Yeah. And then she, like, kind of passes out, but doesn't pass yeah. out. She's, like, delirious. Right. And then the Oompa Loompas sing a song about how watching TV is bad if you do it all the time. But yes. in moderation, it's fine. See, that's their theme. Do it in moderation, you're fine. But if you do it too much... You're going to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Bad things happen. Yeah. So Mike TV is taken to the taffy pulling room and they pull too hard and he gets cut in half and he dies. Stop it. (laughs) So the movie kind of stops here. Yes. The tour is over. So Wonka says, thanks for coming. Uh, It was a waste of time. And he goes to his office and they're like, what? They go in there and like, Mr. Wonka, what about the life supply of chocolate? And he goes, no, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. You, You broke the rules. You, you sign the contract. Every okay. Before we we continue with this, everything in this office is split in half. Yes, including the wallpaper. The reason that they gave in the in the thing I read today was they didn't want it to look like a normal office when everything else looked weird. Uh huh. So they decided to do that. Unfortunately, they saw the coffee pot in half as well. And when they turned on the coffee maker, it started pouring everywhere. So they could not use the functioning coffee pot. Yeah, that was dumb. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he, he pulls out a contract yep. and it's only half the contract. Mm-hmm. It's half the magnifying glass. Yep. And he's like, you signed this. Yeah. You get nothing, Zilch. And, uh, you know, Charlie's just standing there watching this. Mm-hmm. Uncle Joe, he he's like, come on, Charlie. You're a crook. You know? Yeah, yeah. And he kind of whispers it in the doorway that they're going to take that everlasting gobstopper to Slugworth. And Charlie, being the sweet boy that he is, slowly walks into Mr. Wonka, just says his name, sets it down, and starts to leave. Yep. And you're like, this precious little child. Yeah. (laughs) You just feel for him. Yeah, and... And so he basically, what what did he say? He goes, I knew it all along. Something like that. And he, he grabs the gobstopper, turns to Charlie, says, you won. And what did I win? Everything. You won it all. He's like the lifetime chocolate. And he's like that and more. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> and then he meets the guy that he yes. thought was Slugworth, yes. which is just one of his hired hands. It's Mr. Wilkinson. Yeah. 
and they get into an elevator and he's it's the a wonkavator. Yeah, it's a wonkavator. It goes to any room you can imagine, you know, in the in the factory. Mm-hmm. But there's one button he's never pushed. And why this is a functioning thing on an elevator is bizarre. It's it's the wonkavator. He tells Charlie to push the button. I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> and Charlie pushes the button and the thing goes raw and it shoots straight up, up and out of the building, and now they're just flying over anywhere USA Europe, it looks whatever. really old Europe. It's very pretty. Like you could tell that this this city was probably built in like medieval yeah. times and just upgraded. <laughs> yeah. So and then and he's like, Well, what'd you think of the factory, Charlie? Oh, I loved it. It was brilliant. He goes, Well, it's yours. Yeah. He's, like, he's what? like, What? <laughs> it's Whoa. really endearing scene. Yeah. Gene Wilder is such a good actor. He's got kind eyes. Yes. Yes. He seems very empathetic. Yes. So he he's asked, what about grandma? Well, they're all coming. Even your mom. Mm-hmm. You're all going to live at the factory now. This is all yours. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, hey, Charlie, did you hear about the guy that got everything he ever wanted? And he's like, no. He goes, well, he lived happily ever after. Yeah. And then there's and then, credits. Yeah. And end of movie. So the kids, we talked a little bit about them. They did this movie. The two girls, uh, Violet and and uh, Veruca, they took turns sitting next to Charlie. Yes. You know, like they, they all had a crush on him. Charlie, and he's a good looking kid. He grew up into into a mustache. He's got this big old mustache. Yeah, he does. Uh, He's a veterinarian Mm -hmm. up in New York. He never did another movie. They wanted him to sign a five-movie deal. Oh, really? um, But he turned it down. Hmm. Albertson, you know, Grandpa Joe, he went on to do television. Mm -hmm. They all kind of did a little bit of television, except for Charlie. Which probably worked out for him best. Yeah. And they grew up. Like I said, I met the kid that played Mike TV, but in the documentary we saw, it said that he's a a travel agent. Oh, okay. And yeah. I'm like, no, he's not. He oh. goes to conventions. That's what he does. Oh. Uh, so maybe he does both. He might. <laughs> I like this movie. It's a good movie. It's oh yeah. Fun. Road he... Dahl never wanted to do a second uh, a sequel, mm-hmm. and so he forbade them, and they never did. Okay. But we ended up with a reboot with Johnny Depp. Yep. And um, it's not good. It's not good. It's not. Now, when Gene Wilder was asked if he had seen the the remake, he said he liked parts of it, but he doesn't like Tim Burton films because they're too dark and and stupid. Oh. So he just didn't like him. And and you know, I can I can agree with him about there were a few things, a few scenes mm-hmm. that I liked, but for the most part I did not like the Johnny Depp film. No. Which is rare because I like people, a lot of his films. A lot of people don't like Tim Burton films. Like his last couple haven't been good. Yeah. Dark Shadows wasn't good. No. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory wasn't good. I I can't think of anything else right now. We have a friend that hates Grandpa Joe. Mm, with a passion. Yeah. That's a funny story. I can understand that, though, because if he could get up and walk around, why didn't he go work? Right. 
he could have he could have helped do laundry. He could have done a paper route. Yeah. You know. He just didn't. He just didn't. The Oompa Loompas in the book are black pygmies. Oh, yeah. And so they decided not to use black people like that. Yes. Most of the Oompa Loompas couldn't speak English because they came from Munich area. Oh. The the whole uh-huh. German. There was one female Oompa Loompa. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. And she's in one of the scenes, but you'd never know it was mm-hmm. a, a woman. Like I said, Gene Wilder, he went on to be a very successful actor. He did a series of movies with Richard Pryor that I still find hilarious. Mm-hmm. Gene Wilder's kind of a tragic story, though. Yeah. You know, he, he fell in love with Gilda Radner, mm-hmm. and uh, she eventually died. Yeah. Uh, cancer, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it really destroyed him for a while. Yeah, he moved to England, and he retired from acting. And he eventually remarried, I heard. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think he remarried. But it was just, it was kind of sad, because mm-hmm. he was such a a wonderful talent and uh it's kind of similar to oh what's his name the honey i shrunk the kid guy rick moranis rick moranis his wife died yeah and he chose to step away from acting acting completely to raise his children he did do recordings and uh he did do albums well that's good i mean he's still got to make money but i want to like his children are obviously grown now yeah I want to see him get back into acting. Well, you're in luck. Is he coming back? Yeah. Disney Plus is going to do a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series. And Rick Moranis is coming back. Really? For that. See, I thought they did one too many, a few too many Honey, I Shrunk the the movies. But I I think that he is so talented that it, 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 it would be a waste for him not to come back. And I thought it was a waste for Gene Wilder not to come back. Yeah, well, when you're but done, I get you're it. done. I get it. So, anyway, that's the end of the movie. If you like this podcast, what do we do? Go to ratethispodcast.com slash movie and pick one of the three platforms. There's Podchaser, uh, iTunes... And uh, I'm not sure what the other one is. Me either. But uh, there's three options where you can go and rate our podcast, which will help boost us up. Yep. So more people can listen to us. Right. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think that's it. Well, you can listen to I mean, us everywhere. You can listen to us everywhere. But, you know, if you have those downloaded on your phone, listen to us as you're going to work. Listen to us while you're working out. Yeah, we can bore you anywhere. <laughs> um, follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. And with all that said, go watch Lock and Key on Netflix. It starts today. <gasps> and... Go watch a movie.